Hello, I'm Jesse, and you're listening to I Am Thinking About You, the podcast where I talk to my friends. How many times in this intro can I say my friends? I don't know. This is the third and last episode in the 30th birthday special mini series. And if you haven't listened to the first two episodes yet, please go back and listen to them. In the first two episodes, I talked to Milan and Eunice, who are respectively in their early and mid 30s. To wrap up the series, I wanted to talk to someone who's like gone through their 30s and someone who is a parent. So I asked my friend Aram Collier to be on the show. Aram is a mixed race Asian Canadian American and a San Francisco native. This is important to mention because Aram is a lifelong Golden State Warriors fan. And we recorded this the week of the NBA playoffs on the day where there was no game. Aram is in his early 40s. He's a parent of two young children. He's a filmmaker, educator, and a film festival programmer. I met Aram in 2012 when I was interning at a Toronto Relation International Film Festival, which is Canada's largest Asian film festival that runs every year in November. I'm sure the festival will be a recurring mention on the podcast because being part of the festival was how I found a community and a place that I spent a lot of my time in my early to mid 20s, and also where I got to figure out what I'm good at and what I like to do. And I honestly wouldn't be the same person I am today if I didn't grow up with the festival. Um, in our chat, we talked about softball. Surprise! Uh, what happens in your forties? What it's like being a parent? What changes as the kids get older? What it does to your concept of time? And we also talk a little bit about the future. He also leaves us really good advices. Aaron also wrote and directed a film called Stand Up Man. It's a comedy drama. It was a project that I had the pleasure of working on as a set photographer, and it was one of the most memorable experiences of my life. It was a telefilm-funded micro-budget film, which means it was an indie production. And for most people on the cast and crew, it was our first feature film experience, and it was really great learning opportunity. And I think it spoke a lot about Aram's quality as a teacher and mentor to people coming up. You'll hear us talk a little bit about the film. So here's a quick summary. Stand Up Man follows Moses Kim, whose dream of being a comedian was derailed by a sudden change in responsibilities when he had to move back to his hometown in Windsor, Ontario, with his young family to take care of the family's restaurant and a teenage cousin from Korea. The trailer is in the show notes, and here's my conversation with Aram. Do you want? Softball talk on this? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Well, it's <laughs> okay. funny. It's funny because like I wish I had recorded everyone's reaction when I told them I joined a softball team because oh. it was really funny. They're like, "What?" <laughs> like Jesse joined a softball team was kind of the funniest. Well, um, you know, I mean, thing. it's one of those sports. Like, I mean, it's like I think it's just participation. You know, like I mean, but it 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 does suck if you don't have any success, right? Like we played a team last week, and so. We've been playing for 15 years, and we're all old. So, um, like a lot of the team is over 40. So we're like, I don't want to get hurt. So let's play rec. <laughs> but but then it's just too high a variance in terms of teams because some of them are like us, and they just did rec because it's like, oh, they only have rec on Wednesdays. And then so we're playing against teams, and then we played this construction team last week, and like you know half of them don't know how to play, right? And yeah. It's not fun for them, and you know you could hear that. I mean, they're they're all like giving each other a hard time, and but you could hear them on the one of them. I heard them on the bench. They're like, "Man, losing sucks." <laughs> like, you know, because yeah. they because they we've played like six games, and they they scored like twenty runs over six games. It's like that's really bad for softball. <laughs> 
Okay. We were it was our fourth game and we finally won. Um yeah. That was that was really funny because we were like we I think we finally figured out the strategy. But also, like, the first game was really rough. Yeah, it wasn't fun when you did, like, have the people never play, they didn't know the rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, it, also, is it uh, part of a jam sports or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what they also play. require, like, I think <laughs> it's co-ed, so basically you kind of need to have a few women on there, and then so so they, so every two batters a girl has to bat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. This, yeah. You really, really feel tokenized in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never felt more... <laughs> tokenized then then you know then then being playing zombie be like to be okay now it's a girl's turn <laughs> oh man no um, I, let me tell you like and it's but but you're in high demand if people find out you play they'll be like oh i know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody on my other team uh they can sub because it's like one of the people like our whole goal this year was like don't get hurt don't get hurt and then unfortunately two weeks ago somebody got hurt and oh. we only had three women on a team right and so uh, we were trying to get four. We just couldn't find anybody. And then and then she got hurt. And then we're just like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, because you can't just have two people running around all the time, right? Like, that's it yeah. sucks, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Our age range from 18-year-old to, like, 30. Oh, that's pretty like good. mid thirty. So we have a range. Um, yeah, we had some injuries in the first few times. We were like, sorry, <laughs> movies are right. <laughs> um yeah, but uh, I really had no idea. I had no idea how to play baseball. I didn't really realize how involved it was. I was like, "Oh, you! Everyone has to take turn to bat like in front of all these yeah, people. Like yeah. that's a that's a stressful situation." Yeah, um, mind fuck. <laughs> also, it took me a while to like. It, it's very hard to realize at first that like as you bat and run, like other things are happening mm-hmm. that you're not looking at. Like you don't know, but you just need to like basically just bat and run. Is the instruction I've been told. Just like try to hit the ball and then run. Yeah. Um, but then like at the first food, I was like, I don't realize all these other people are doing different things because <laughs> you're like kind of running. And then I started back catching, which helps. Oh, yeah. Because then I realized what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see so the whole was, field that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that's more more interesting. But then it's not fun when someone asks you if the ball's in or out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's just yeah. like left of the, you know. There's no real lines. You're like, no, but th- so what we do is uh, I bought um, like years ago, bought <laughs> like cheap orange cones from, oh. from Dollarama. That way you can. You can you have to like extend it outward like from, true like true a line from you know yeah home plate to first to beyond that and then that makes it a lot easier That's but it's a, but it is also one of those things where just like people argue about that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shut up just like <laughs> it's foul <laughs> like yeah of course I argue about it too so. <laughs> right I recently went to a baby shower and then met this person and then i found out they live in the neighborhood and the next question i was like do you want to play softball yeah. <laughs> I was like i don't even know who i am anymore like a month ago i didn't even know how to play softball and now i'm like we need people like you Dude. need to you need to come if you live across the street please come by the time you're 40 just think of how many games you'll you'll have played you'll have played like hundreds of softball games oh yeah great segue like, great uh, segue <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah. So when you said Tuesday, yesterday, last night, I went to check the basketball schedule and I was like, oh, because there's no game tonight. That's right. 
so except I have a game, I have a softball game tomorrow, and then there's a basketball game on Thursday. So yeah, and then and I knew about your softball game on Wednesday, and I have a softball game on Friday. Exactly. And now I practice tomorrow. Apparently, uh, oh, practice. Yeah, we have batting practice. Serious. Yeah. Well, welcome to uh, my podcast. How old are you? Oh, I'm I'm 42, and I'm turning 43. I think um, there's a couple of things, some caveats with that. It's like. I don't know anymore because, you know, I think the pandemic froze my brain in time a little bit. And it's not just for me. And a lot of people have talked about that, like, oh, time means something different now. Yeah. All those kinds of things. But but it's also there is this kind of like stasis. And because I turned 40 in late 2019. Mm. So just a few months before the pandemic, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, I just turned 40. And then now it's just like, it's three years later. And it's just like, wait, what? Like, I'm in my mid 40s now. right? <laughs> and same thing with my kids. Like I have a nine year old and a six turn six year old turning seven. Oh and, my God. And, and to me, it's just like, oh, they're, they're still, you know, six and three or seven and seven and four, right? Like I don't, I do their laundry and I can't believe that their pants don't fit anymore right it was like oh you know but you bought these pants like in 2019 right so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. um so yeah i i even though um i'm turning 43 i i guess i don't i don't feel like it but um at, at least nominally i don't feel like it but in other ways i do for sure yeah that's the general that's kind of the response from the first two guests as well like they, they all pointed out you know the pandemic really was like what you really lost two years which was something i've been thinking about but i didn't realize how like actually factored in at your birthday um because but i guess i always felt more younger than i am like 30 so i was mm-hmm. like i'm permanently kind of stuck between like 26 and 28 so well, yeah so, no i mean your birthday's coming up so like do you you you're turning 30 are you like no no i'm not i'm not 30 like i'm 28 like, yeah I'm, yeah but i I'm, always say i think i would have said that even if the pandemic didn't happen is oh, how okay. i feel about it so i was like okay yeah <laughs> um but yeah and everyone says something about the pandemic losing i was like oh yeah that, that does happen but um yeah but that that's so he's turning nine this year or next year he already did yeah oh he already did oh my yeah. god yeah because i'm so that that reminds me because i met you i think i met you when he was about to be born i think that was the year i met you yeah that sounds about right so you're like early 30s when you're when you're yeah, yeah. so yeah i was 34 i guess sure yeah, cool. yeah. okay it, it just like time just flew by so <laughs> like there are 10 like I can. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like every day is like, I mean, I think people will say this about parenting or I f- certainly feel it is like the days are long, but uh, but the months, the years, they go by really fast. And there are certainly days where you wake up and you're just like, oh, my God, you grew overnight, you know, <laughs> and um, and that train doesn't turn around either. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. So that that really gives you a lot of perspective in terms of time and and how time changes and and shifts because it's like I don't know we just experience time in a different way when you're older and you have your routines and whatnot but they are going through so much 
uh, this is like probably too deep, deep of a cut. Uh, and it reflects my age too, but like, I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan, but no, okay. No, maybe I'm I shouldn't, not. I, maybe I shouldn't go you there. Can, but, you can, you uh, can include it. Someone will get okay. it. Okay. Well, like in, uh, Star Trek three, um, Spock, his corpse was, uh, sent to a planet that was like regenerating itself. And so he came back to life and, but, but, uh, he's growing too fast. Right. And so it, in the movie, it's like an eighties movie. Right. So he's like this, like kind of cheap, you know, skin prosthetics and, and his head is like bulging and stuff like that. And he's like, Gah! um, and it's and it's because he's growing too fast, and it's like, but you, you see your kids, and it's like, and that's what they're that's what's happening to them, right? Like they're 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 rapidly growing and changing, and uh, and we're just kind of like you know orbiting around the planet or around the sun at a different rate or something, you know. So that's mixing our my sci science fiction a lot, but it's it's true. I mean, it just it just gives you different perspective, I think, when when you see, you know, your kids grow or your parents, right? Like your parents, um, how they change and how they age, right? So so I, I think this thing about experiencing time in different ways at different stages of your life, like I think there's something to that. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast and the hosts were talking about their kids. And then one of them, they were saying like, you know, if we like you and I, we, you know, we, we haven't talked in a while, but then, you know, mm-hmm. we're still kind of talking to relatively the same person. Whereas if you don't see a kid in like a year, they're like a completely, it could be a completely different <laughs> Yeah, different I don't even know how to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're like a whole new person. Like, I don't, I don't know. You have to relearn you. Like, that's why like sometimes like, because I think I also want to bring up because like meeting you, like, you know, a decade ago at the mm-hmm. time when like, you know, a lot of people we work with we're having kids around the same time and I think that gave me a very interesting perspective when I was in my early like 20s just to see like how people a decade older than I was were navigating Mm. um being a parent and I think that was not something that like maybe a lot of my peers just didn't have that perspective Mm -hmm. and I think I was very lucky to have that very close look at it because the other thing it's like you know how like the thing I learned very quickly is like you can't be sometimes you see a kid and you would be like okay like hi auntie jesse i was like hi and then like, you clearly you might have a good moment but then like the next time you see them they're not going to remember you yeah, and then sometimes yeah. you just need to remember not to be offended because they're kids they're not going to remember it's fine yeah, yeah um so it's just something like, i had to learn like how to be around like kids you know and just like enjoy being around them yeah um, no i mean yeah. and well that's also good because they they won't remember uh you know, if they didn't like you before. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, every time. So yeah, every time. Or if I'm you meet, said something like, that they didn't like, well, they might re- remember that better than if they liked. Yeah, you, it's so. true. Yeah, like kids do remember. Yeah, yeah. It, it's but you know, yeah, no, it's stuff. funny too. Uh, you know, because obviously, like we're both friends with Betty, and I, you know, I've worked with Betty on several projects, and like over the last decade, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and I tell her like sometimes, I'm just like, man, Betty, you didn't even know me before I had kids because like I've been a wreck ever since. And like I had, I worked at such a higher capacity before you knew me, like you don't even know, man. (laughs) So it's same for you. Like, I mean, I was able to function on a different plane and uh, yeah, I just, I just don't. And I don't, I don't know that I've gained any more wisdom from it. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so. We were functioning too high. Now I just leveled up. (laughs) <laughs> this is normal. Like maybe no one was meant to function at that high level. Well, but that, that's that's probably true. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Sometimes you push yourself a little bit too hard. So yeah. Did you have any expectations or pressure when you turned thirty? Mm, yeah, I mean, this is an interesting question because, I, I mean, I I know a lot of people do not only for these kind of expectations about uh, 
age, but also kind of like career or family expectations and or uh, career. Yeah, it's like I I didn't have any of those pressures, and you know some of that's culturally. Uh, for other people, I think that's kind of culturally based. You know, from your family of origin, or also you know just the general society. But like like just the way I was raised, I didn't have any expectations. Almost just like not not that I was like left uh, to my own devices, but it was kind of like laissez faire and you do whatever you want. But but and and in some ways, I think for for people who had a lot of pressure, that probably sounds like somewhat liberating. But and in a way it's also a burden because it's like oh there's a certain like uh rudderlessness yeah of that, that you know yeah. like you have yeah. no you know at least you had a direction that you didn't want to go <laughs> right yeah, yeah 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 i i feel the same way like i you know my parents also never explicitly gave me any like directions to be like you have to mm. be a doctor and then in a lot of ways, it's again, like you said, like it sounds liberating to someone, you know, and like to to other people in the Asian culture, I guess. And then but also at the same what I wanted to say was the only thing my mom ever said was like, I just want you to be happy. And I'm like, that's a harder thing to do. Because <laughs> if I want to be like a the doctor, there's yeah. a plan. Like, yeah, like there's a test for that. And then you can go to school this X amount of years and then you're a doctor. That's done. You want me to be happy? There's no plan for that like that's the hardest <laughs> thing to do there, there's some there's some books on a shelf about that but uh, other than yeah. that it's like yeah, uh, yeah. it's like what like no that's the like, yeah so i mean that that messed me up like a whole, whole different <laughs> way so uh <laughs> yeah i still yeah it's, it's a bit i'm kind of workshopping on for my future <laughs> potential stand-up set but uh you know yeah i mean i i think i think no, it's it's interesting to hear that you you say that too because it is it is almost like such a stereotype, you know. Yeah. If you come from Asian family, that you you know have all these like pressures and that, that kind of thing, and it's just like you know, there's a lot more nuance to it than that, yeah. and and you know a lot of the things like parents will reflect, you know, whether they rebelled or are upholding their you know values of their upbringing, right? But um, but I would say you know in terms of the expectations or pressure, I, I think you know, being a parent and being in my 40s now, you know, it, it is, it is, it's not so much pressure that I feel like externally, but it's uh, being in my 40s more like, oh, there's an expectation or, or this um, mortality <laughs> that you feel in a different way, you know, yeah. like I went to the doctor for the first time in, you know, since pre pandemic, and then, and then, and then my doctor's like, Oh, well, you know, let's just do these tests. Cause you know, you're in high risk bracket right now. It's like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're male and you're in your forties. It's like, Oh, right. You know? Um, but you know, and not just like physically um, that, I mean, that's obviously serious, but you know, it, it's kind of like, what are the things that I've done in my life and, and what do I have left to do oh, right and and yeah. that does not to sound like uh morbid or anything but but you know in this in this realm of like feeling a little bit aimless it's kind of like oh yeah maybe i should have like pushed myself a little bit i mean that's the thing though it, you know like i i did push myself towards certain things and yeah certain projects or certain yeah. things in my work right mm -hmm. and so so it's not it's not like i didn't have any direction and i'm just totally floating around but um but i i just i just i don't know i mean i think there's a balance between it i mean i think it's healthy to kind of find find a path um but it's also um it, it's also can be a little stressful and anxiety inducing too right <laughs> so unless you have like a lot of comfort you know 
um, and you can just kind of do that on your own. And 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 I have relative comfort. I have a partner who has a good job and those kinds of things, so I was a, kind of allowed to be more aimless than I would have had to have been otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like it's like a cycle, especially for like artists. Like you said, like it's like you go through, you know, you do a project, and then you're kind of waiting for you know, with, for lack of a better term, like when inspiration hits, mm. and when you just find something you want to do, and then you go there. But until that, you're just gonna like float around no, and just no, survive. For real. No, yeah. no, no. That's what I was actually thinking about that the other day because you know you were there for Stand Up Man, which the film that I yeah. made, and and it was I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, whoa, that was 2016. Yeah. Um, you know, because we we finished shooting in May, we shot that in May 2016. And then, you know, spent the next year uh, working to finish it and kind of went on the festival circuit in 2017, 2018. And then and then I realized it's like, whoa, in 2018, just like two years later, then I was making, you know, not a feature, but it was another project, right? Just like, whoa, it was like not even two years um, that did a short documentary and it's like whoa and then now I'm just thinking about the COVID times right it's like oh three years into this or whatever we are um two years into it it's like wow I can't believe that turned around so fast and yeah I, I guess I guess the the wheels were the gears were turning a little bit more than than they were but maybe that those gears turn a little harder in your 30s right than they do oh, right now so yeah. um you know just to keep us on uh, on task here is that like you know that that inspiration is 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 uh if, we, if we're gonna keep the uh gear metaphor going you know it's like in the cartoons and when they have the gears oh, turning okay. and then something yeah, yeah, gets, yeah. gets 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 jammed in it you know okay. and the whole I, like I, machine is like shaking that's what i, I feel finally, like right now i am finally catching on yes okay um <laughs> I was thinking about Stand Up Man also because, well, partly because I knew I was talking to you, but mm -hmm. the other day my friend asked me, I, I asked him if he has questions for a father. And then he kind of, he asked, you know, what did you think about being a parent sort of like, well, you know, all the cliches and all this stuff, like what were true and what were not true. And then I was like, Aaron would be a great person to answer mm -hmm. that. He kind of made, we made a whole film about it because mm -hmm. I, you know, just thinking about the themes and all the, all the story, the whole thing is kind of here, you know, like for how you felt about early parenthood and that that sort of pressure or at least how a generation of people could feel in that sense i don't want to say mm -hmm. it was like your you know experience yeah. per se it was partly no. i know but it was you know a mix of everything but i was like oh it's kind of like thematically it's all very there but that but that's also why i felt like it was very again like i mentioned before i was very lucky because i didn't get that hallmark card version of parenthood from you mm -hmm. know you and the and the people we know because i think and for that i was very i am very grateful because mm -hmm. um, you guys gave me like a very real look and I also had like a very like I realized when I was thinking about this I actually work with quite a bit of fathers in my mm. like current work and like previous work because I kind of work in like tech adjacent roles and then so they're like kind of dominated by men but also a lot of them are like older men who you mm. know have kids of their own so then sometimes I remember just hearing them talk about their children were very different from the way I guess women were expected to talk about their children oh which is what like I like it's like I guess like I don't know it was like a social media thing but it's like you it was just I also don't didn't know fathers that well because like, my dad mm -hmm. wasn't really around when i was younger right so mm -hmm. it was like interesting to see how men would be like okay i got like i can't do this today because my kid goes a recital like it sucks but i have to go you know like he sucks yeah. he's like my kid's bad at piano but i have to go to this <laughs> recital i was like that is great like thank you for showing just saying that like 
it just makes it so much more realistic. And then yeah. like just these stories that I've heard over the years or maybe like, oh, like, you know, like you left your kid, but then sometimes, you know, when they still a kid and they don't know how to do something, it's really like frustrating to watch them yeah. not be able to do something. I have to like show you how to do this. But it's very interesting to hear them just talk about it through that lens versus it's like, oh, my kid's my greatest pride and joy, you know, and everything they do is perfect, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's not. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess... I mean, in terms of the themes of the the film, and that was like written in a different time of my life, and but I I think you know it's still relevant in that um, maybe more ways than I than I realize is that it is really about compromise um, mm. and uh, about your expectations or, or or just kind of like um, mitigating or or just changing your perspective and your expectations a little bit because they will just ultimately be compromised, whether it's by life situations or like in the movie or just like, that's just what life does, man. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. like, it, it just like life is hard and it cuts you down. And, um, and, and part of, part of it is just like figuring it out and, and having, and, and still <laughs> trying to feel okay about what you're doing. And, and towards that is just like, I mean, being a parent now, for me, now that they're older, the hardest part is realizing um, my deficiencies or the things that I haven't or, or that are hard as a parent and and knowing that they're going to remember it. Oh, you know, yeah. because it's like, oh, when you were six or nine, like you remember your parents. Right. I sure do. Right. And it's just like and then, you know, you, you say something or you do something or you disappoint them in some way. And you're just like, is this going to be the thing that they remember when they're in therapy, you know, um, or doing stand up. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and <laughs> it's just like, hey, add it to the list. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, there is like um, I think we give ourselves a little bit too hard of a time in what we are expected to do as parents. But part of that is like, we, we know, I mean, the thing is like, we know what our narrative for our parents are like, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. Right. And so we kind of project ahead. What, what are, what's the Q and a going to be uh, when they're older, you know, which is going to be in a few years. Right. So it, it's, it's kind of like just knowing, just being ultra hypersensitive about your deficiencies. Like that's the hardest part about parenting and you know when when you're a new parent there's a little bit of leeway because it's like well maybe this is well actually no this is a, i was gonna say there's a little bit of leeway because all it is is like especially when they're a newborn you just gotta love them you know <laughs> yeah. i remember our midwife said you can't spoil a newborn and it's like oh that's great that's amazing it's true right you like, can't you, just, you, you can, cannot spoil you a newborn spoil, wait, you cannot what does spoil that mean? a newborn it's just like just give them love as much as you know like like uh if they're crying pick them up you know okay. hold yeah, them yeah. you know like yeah. like just be there for them that's all right. you need to yeah, do yeah, and yeah. then and then now i'm just like oh actually maybe that still applies right but you know yeah, yeah. um but there's got to be discipline and rules and stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah but um yeah i don't know i don't know there's the thing is it's like it doesn't get any easier that that's mm -hmm. what i would say and in fact like it gets a little bit harder because so I, I, I go to church, right? And, mm. and um, we're part of this kind of like yeah, yeah. group of people who like have kind of in some ways repopulated the church in, in a lot of ways. And so people in my age group have kids of similar age kids. And then there's a group who are younger than us who have mm. 
new kids, right? Yeah. And then you look at them and you're yeah. like, man, I remember those days. Yeah. It, it seemed so hard, but it was so simple. You know, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. feed them, change them, <laughs> sleep them, you know? And now it's just like, it's like social stuff and like expectations yeah. uh, uh, of, of school and like, you know, are they are they gifted or not, you know, stuff like that. And that's even harder. Um, so I think anytime there's any real talk about that um, is really important. Like I remember uh, before we had kids or when we were about to have kids, somebody from the board had recently had kids in the last two years or something like that. And then he's like, <laughs> he was just like wrecked, you know, like you can tell he's tired. And he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, man. Oh, it's fucked up. Oh, it's fucked up. It's, oh, it's, it's great. It's great. It's great. I mean, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Oh, man, it's fucked up. <laughs> and I always remember that because it's just like, wow, that's the first person who ever like admitted like yeah. that there's, that is hard, you yeah. know, like, and I think people should just be a little bit more honest about that. Yeah, I like to think that the conversation around it has changed a little bit in the last few years, or even just maybe in your time, just what you've seen in the last 10 years or since you have kids. Because I feel like attitude about parenting change all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've seen. I'm not you know, remotely a parent, but that's what I've observed from like how people talk about it, what the podcasts are. Um, but it's so hard to say like what's going to happen, like how it changes moving forward too. Like it's like, yeah, it's kind of like everything it's up for grabs but also there's everything else besides the fact that it's hard and that you just need to love your kid and be there for them because everything else is up to like subject for debate and how you like interpret it how you like want to approach it yeah i mean i i I, it's interesting because i think like um i'm kind of at the i like i'm not necessarily a millennial you know yeah yeah. um i'm i'm pretty like proto millennial i think you know like the just, just for just so just so i i need to tell this to everyone but aram's a kind of millennial that when i tweet something he will email me about my tweet oh come on why'd you say that that's really embarrassing <laughs> it's, very, it's very funny because sometimes i'll be like say the most ridiculous thing and then i was sometimes in the back of my head i'll be like Aram's reading it. No, but you know what? You know, you know why I do that? Because I don't need to live my whole life online and I'm protecting my privacy. No, that's Uh, fair. Yeah. That's why I was like, uh, okay, like our, but now it's just like, and now the Gen Z's are like that too. Like they just, like, (laughs) I heard someone say something like, oh, this guy's so young. They're not even on Facebook. And I was like, wow, like what a, well, that's, that's what I felt. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Well, you know, and, so much for privacy. I'm on a podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just choosing which part of yeah. privacy you, exactly. you subscribe to. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, no. But I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, like how um, I, I feel like millennials maybe have a different approach to parenting, and I'm just curious to even see, like, you know, the Gen Z and 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 all that afterwards, how that approach is going to be different as well you know and and actually i was thinking do you have a lot of peers who are having kids or like have you had to go to a lot of weddings or anything like that i've been to like a couple weddings not many i went to one baby shower this weekend my cousin just had a baby he's in vancouver i would say not a lot definitely not in my like closest friend circle it's not Mm. super common yet 
I mean, so, that, yeah, I like, don't think that's a, you know purely a generational thing. I mean, it's like you know we all have like smaller circles beyond yeah, 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 age yeah. group. But yeah. I mean, I'm just so curious. Like, are people you know you think about like the economy? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like can people afford to have children? And yeah, and then uh, yeah, I also know some people who you know are, are choosing not to have kids. Yeah, of the environment yeah, totally. And, you know, it's definitely more common. And that's real. And quote unquote, like a normalized conversation. Yeah, than I guess it was ten years ago. I think totally, and, totally and it's interesting. Because again, when I was preparing for it, I was thinking, what is it gonna be like when your kids turn thirty? Like, I wonder, like, if thirty is still gonna be such a marker that it like mm-hmm. felt like it is, or will it just not matter at all? And you know, will it even like will we even be here? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that is really important. I mean, I think it's good that people are having that conversation more like because it's about intent and choices that you make and um because like because we can admit that it's hard and then we can then we can have the conversation about like oh then do i want to do that right because yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's like the ultimate uh you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube right yeah. like like you know most other things you can undo in some ways yeah. you know you you'll be hurt you'll be broke you'll be traumatized but but you can't like you know whether you get divorced or you know you you go bankrupt or something like that those are things that you can kind of like recover from in a way but yeah. like you didn't you didn't create this other person yeah you know? yeah. yeah and um so i think i mean that's the you know the thing is like you won't you don't know until you know that's that's the problem right yeah, yeah. so did you always think you would be a father? Yeah, I, I think so. But I, I think, you know, towards this, you know, your earlier question about expectations, it's like, I didn't think about it, right? Like, yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I just always ex- thought that I would. And and then that was it, mm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and like, obviously, like, you know, they, they are great. And, like, they're really good kids. And they bring a lot of joy. But they bring a lot of stress, too, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, you know, the aforementioned difficulties yeah you know it's fucked up <laughs> we don't do their tweens and then teens oh man yeah, i know oh god we... all right yeah i think you answered the question what did you wish someone had told you before you became a parent i think that uh, the, <laughs> the fucked up thing summed up pretty well i think that's yeah. a great no that's totally advice, like yeah. And in fact, like, I think this- so, so, so there was somebody who some years later, you know, this is after my kids, I actually had two kids by then, somebody that I knew, like, they weren't, you know, they weren't a close friend, but you know, somebody I knew well enough to joke around. And, and I basically was telling him the same thing. And yeah. then somebody else, another friend, actually, Kevin, Kevin Wong was there. And then because he also knew him. And I was like, I was like, man, yeah, just you know try to get in all the fun stuff now it's fucked up it's like it's really really hard and then kevin's like yo stop scaring him <laughs> it's like no you people need to know yeah people need to know did you hear anything from that person after n- n- <laughs> i think i've seen him once or twice like since and i they seem okay all Seems right okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> turned out ad- fine yeah turn all out because fine. of the real talk clearly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good to know. That's oh, good. can I give some advice yeah. for younger people? Do you do you have? I guess you do. Yeah, have I do. Yeah, that's I why do. I was like when I planned to do it, I was like, oh, Aram. Like in the first one, I was like, I need to talk to Aram because I so I bounced my ideas off with Amar oh, and just kind okay. of like talk to him about it. And then he's like, why don't you just ask a bunch of people to send in voice notes to give you advice for being thirty? And I was like, does that mean we have to talk to Aram? 
<laughs> and he's like, probably, LOL, yes. It's like, Aram seems like a good advice giver. But um, yes, I don't want to rip you off this opportunity. No, no, no. Yes. I, I, um, I, it's, it's probably uh, you, you guys think that I'll have something to say because I've a lot of, made a lot of mistakes, uh, which is true. <laughs> no, um, I think it's just because you do like, <laughs> well, again, like knowing you from the last decade, like you just like to talk to us and by us I mean like the younger people but also you're very generous in that way but that's why you're a great mentor too thanks yeah thanks well I love seeing you guys grow I mean I can't believe you're turning 30 that's (laughs) wild but insane with like Betty and you know all all you young folks and but I, I mean I mean I'm just always like impressed how like thoughtful and intelligent and hardworking and you all are and, and you know what honestly is also when you go through the shit with people like you work on projects or <laughs> festival and all that kind of stuff like that's like forever you know so that's always an important time for me but i i guess i so i have a whole sorry if oh okay many. so okay just yeah backtrack a little bit i <laughs> i asked aram if there's any advice for younger people who are listening and i almost didn't let him give his advice because i thought <laughs> the fatherhood advice was enough but turns out he has a whole list you know because i was thinking you know you if you're talking to a lot of people in their 30s then they're in it right so um (laughs) now that i'm like i've blown way past that things that i you know regrets mistakes those kinds of things i was doing a um i i was at a career night for college people for at church right and then and then somebody else who was there i think she's more like millennial probably like early 30s and she's like just do you you know just do you and then and then i was like actually my partner like hates that right but i think it's like quite appropriate uh and of course of this generation but it's more than that because i realize like you also have to put in the work to figure out what you do right Mm. so that you can do you right so that means like um and i think the two things are or two big things are kind of like spiritually and physically so physically like your 30s you still are carrying that kind of invincibility from your 20s a little bit with you but you got to work out uh or at least exercise or something and and it sounds funny but it's really true like and it otherwise you just like hit this brick wall of your 40s and um like to the point when and any time i do something physical if I don't warm up and do the whole thing, then I'm going to get hurt. Like I have a hamstring pull right now and it's like hurts to sit down. So, but then it's also like, I, I also realized I didn't put in enough work, I think spiritually, and I don't mean religion, but I mean like spiritually in my thirties, you know, I think that's really important is to, you know, and it can happen organically. I don't think it needs to be like mm. self-help or yeah, yeah. necessarily therapy, but you know, you have to figure out something that works for you. Mm. And then, you know, that time that you have to yourself and, and explore who you are a little bit better. And it's just like, like, especially if you're, well, I mean, not especially just like in any field or just to make your life more livable <laughs> is to like, you know, to know yourself a little bit better because I always feel like I'm playing catch up. So, um, okay. So that's a couple, uh, I would say be honest uh, about like what you know and what you don't know. That's really hard. I think sometimes to say you don't know something, Yeah. Um, especially when you think you should know something by the time you're 30. And, and, and that's the thing too, is like when you're 30, you start realizing that you remember a lot more than, than before, or like you are going to start working with. So like when I started working with you guys, right? Like what year are you born in? Like 19, what year are you born in? 
1992. Yeah. yeah, 1992. It doesn't drive me crazy. It's just weird like that I remember 1992 really well. You know, I remember things that happened that year, right? And you were born then? <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you're going to that's going to happen to you, right? You're going to work with somebody who's born in uh, you know, 2003 and you're like, "Oh, my favorite song from that year was this," right? Or like uh, my best friend was this person, right? And they and they were they were a zygote that year, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're an embryo. Yeah. So um, so that's 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 crazy. Uh, I mean, so in that respect, like time is really important and precious. Um, uh, I'm just gonna go through the list. Be honest. Know what you know and what you don't know. Be joyful. Embrace the things that you like. The things that you love. The the people and the things that you like to do. Like just like it's okay, you know. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't hang on to shit, like whether it's like bad relationships or hangups, insecurities. That's really hard. It's really easy yeah. to say and really hard yeah, to yeah. do. Um, and the last one, sleep. Oh, okay. Sleep more. How how many hours do you sleep? Not enough. Okay. I fall asleep. <laughs> so we uh 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 my kids, we were doing a thing of like, oh, if there was a gif of uh of your parents what would it be and uh and they acted it out and then um and mine was i know you can't see it this is audio format but basically it was me asleep <laughs> because like after dinner i'm so tired and i just like fall asleep i sit on the couch and i'm out for like what time do the kids sleep now oh like 8 30 <laughs> See, that's the thing that's weird to me. It's like I hear I know kids go to sleep early, but I I can't wrap my head around sleep time at eight thirty. No, like, well, no, I mean, but I don't go to sleep then. So yeah, 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 <laughs> like, that's fair. But I was but, like, but I probably should. That's the thing, right? Oh, yeah. Like they go to sleep and then like I'm like dozing off. Yeah, yeah. I was dozing off before I came on this, and it's like so they go to sleep at eight thirty, and I probably should too. Um, so yeah, just just sleep more. Okay. It feels like you don't need it, but it's an investment for later. My mom's always you know? sending me those like articles about how you need to sleep at a certain time because at night, like that's where your organs are starting to doing whatever the, they were supposed to do. And if you sleep too late, they're not doing what they're supposed to do to try to get me to sleep earlier. Mm, that sounds very logical. I don't remember the specifics, but uh, yeah. So, okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> This is not part of the thing, but I just wanted to tell you this. One of my favorite memories or one of the most memorable moments that we had was when we're driving up to Richmond Hill to shoot Stand Up Man. We were we were listening to Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> right. I had a CD of it. Yeah. Did, was it a CD? Yeah. Uh, I remember you were driving and we had like McDonald's and then we grabbed McDonald's and we're just Every like day. jamming to like Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, great. no, I still think about that because like those were those were those were good times. Like just OK, like, hey, let's go to McDonald's, like stuff our face real quick, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then some and then the occasional late night meal afterwards, too, because like those were long days and it was stressful. But it was always like nice to, you know, have like it's actually better that it wasn't just spent alone in like in my own thoughts. Right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, All right. OK, I'm going to stop the recording. OK. But I don't know if you can tell, but what I've always appreciated about Aram is he will give it to you straight. And I feel really lucky to have someone like Aram in my life. And I 
I hope to be that someone to, you know, people younger than me in the future. So Aram's not really on social media, as we heard, but he is the artistic director at Relation, which is happening this November. He's also part of the production company Common Factor Media with my friend Betty, who was mentioned a few times and will be on the podcast in the future. It's been recorded. It's just, it's just, I'm working on it. If you want to hear more from Aram, he co-hosts the podcast at Relation. It's called the Backstory Podcast. And you can also find him as a regular guest on the Oakland Warriors podcast with his friend and filmmaker Patrick Apino, where they talk about, obviously, the Warriors and the NBA. I feel like I said this about every guest that's been part of the series, but when I was thinking about doing the special, I knew exactly who I wanted to talk to, why I wanted to talk to them, and honestly, for like a lack of better word, they did not disappoint. Everyone had a lot of thoughts and things to say about the topic, and I really appreciate them for sharing their experiences, and I hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it um, wherever you're at in your journey of life. Once again, thank you, Malen, Eunice, and Aaron for being my guest. And I'm sorry to mention this again, but if you haven't listened to the other two episodes, please go listen now and subscribe to the podcast and turn on the push notifications on the apps so you don't miss an update. Thank you for listening, and I am thinking about you.